Good afternoon. Welcome in Power Mizzou Live here. Gabe D. Armin and Drew King with you on a Thursday afternoon, coming to you a day late uh, this week due to what the coaching staff is calling personal reasons, which we will not disclose. Uh, <laughs> the, the show is delayed today, and uh, but it's still here. Like we we are still playing. Um, we are we are on the floor, active members of the uh, of the roster. Drew, what's going on, man? Nothing much. You know, um, it's another week of, of looking forward to basketball. There's um, a game being played on Saturday, and so I'm excited to dive into that with you. Yeah, we're starting to get into the the time of the year where at least things become a little bit more regular. No 11 a.m. Sunday games, you know, uh, no well, it, Friday nighters. It, it is an 11 a.m. Saturday game this week. Yes. But, but at least it's Saturday. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting into that Tuesday or Wednesday slash Saturday feel. Um, yep. If you guys are here joining us live, want to uh, go ahead and invite you questions, comments. Look, if you've got some football stuff, feel free to throw it up there. I'll do do my best. This is uh, obviously we're, we're going to talk mostly basketball, but if you've got some football stuff, understand the portal, all that is going on. Um, if you're listening on the podcast afterwards, you don't get the right to ask us a question live. You just deal with whatever we talk about. Do want to uh, let you all know as we do every week and, and as this will be all season long, this show being brought to you by James Carlton State Farm Insurance, carltoninsurance.net on the internet, 314-961-4800 on the phone. If you're uh, one of those people hanging on to Facebook, facebook.com slash Carlton Insurance. Let us know how the page looks. Uh, that's that's not a website I frequent, but if that's your social media of choice, James is available there. And um, do want to let you all know that James really is pushing, in addition to insurance, which is his main thing, his second main thing, uh, and maybe the main one for you guys is NIL. Uh, the name, image, and likeness is, is certainly a topic of conversation every week on this show, every day in college sports. And if you get in touch with James and you get an insurance quote and you tell him that you heard about him on Power Mizzou or from Drew or myself, he's going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL Collective on your behalf. He will do that for every single person who calls and gets a quote and, uh, and don't, and, you know, mentions Power Mizzou. So make sure to do that. Again, his information will be scrolling across the bottom of the screen for most of the show. Drew, um, look, I, I don't think either one of us really has anything more to say about the the loss to Kansas last yeah. week, but you did have the opportunity to to talk to Dennis Gates and a couple of Missouri players yesterday. So what was what was kind of the main thing coming out of that and, and what you took from talking to the guys? Yeah, I think everybody there kind of realized like that wasn't them playing up to their potential. You know, um, Gates mentioned he thought that they weren't taking the shots they normally take. They weren't playing defense how they normally do. And it was kind of a out of character game for them. Um, and so I, I think the focus has really been on um, how Mizzou can improve itself more than you know, making adjustments for the next opponent necessarily. They want to make sure they're executing um, what they're supposed to, which I don't think they did a very good job of in this last game against Kansas. I know it, like every coach comes off of a, a bad game and says everything is fixable. It's more about us than it yeah. was about them. Like, I, do you think Saturday was more about Kansas or more about Missouri? Um, can it be both? 
It can be both. I mean, Kansas, I think, is a really, really good team. Um, but I also think Mizzou just, like, did not have it that day, you know? I mean, how many how many times have we seen Kobe play that poorly without getting into foul trouble, right? I, I think it's happened maybe twice this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think, like, especially when he's what you consider, like, possibly the best player on the team and he's having a not so good game. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily what Kansas did to him. I think it was just an off night for Kobe. And so if you can, you know, get some of those situations turned around, I think you'll see something better from Mizzou. So here's, here's what I don't, I don't know if concerns is the right word, but Mm -hmm. here's what I've kind of thought about since the last game and, and something that I think we won't really know the answer to but it is on my radar that Missouri defensively wasn't actually a lot worse than it is. Like, I think that might be Missouri defensively. I think it's just Kansas was more able to take advantage of it than any of the previous teams have been. And I think the rest of the schedule is, like, it may not be Kansas, but it's closer to Kansas than it is to name any of the blood donors Missouri has played. So if that is Missouri defensively, that's a problem. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I do think that they didn't do as well at, um, you know, generating turn- turnovers like we talked about. You know, um, I think Kansas actually outscored them on points off of uh, points in transition. Points off of yeah, by a lot, um, which is, like we said, like, you know, if Mizzou's going to win games, that has to be. The opposite, right? Um, so I, I do think that it's not exactly what we've seen from Mizzou, but as far as like the field goal percentages, how well Kansas was shooting from three, the open shots that we're getting, that is something that we've seen from their first couple of games before Kansas, right? And so that's something that could be, like you said, an issue going into these games against the top 17 teams in the nation. Yeah. And, and, uh- Look, Missouri does have three of the top 17 coming up in the next few weeks. Before that, on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, where they're going to be is UCF, which Mm -hmm. is, I think at the beginning of the year, a game we looked at and said, Missouri, like it's not going to be a heavy favorite, but we probably would have leaned toward a win. Well, last night, UCF used a really strong first quarter from John Rice Plumley to jump out 21 nothing on on Ole Miss and if, for those of you who don't know that's the foot it's a football score that's not but like legitimately UCF led Ole Miss in Oxford 21 to nothing and yeah. won the game by 11 points and I don't think this is a great Ole Miss team but like they're kind of right in that same range in the SEC as Missouri is and yeah. so that at least made me like I, I didn't even know they were playing until I saw you post about it on our message board. Mm-hmm. That result kind of opened my eyes a little bit that I think Saturday's tougher than maybe I was giving it credit for me. Yeah, and you look at some of their other games. They beat Florida State, which, you know, the Seminoles aren't very good this season, but that's still a win over high major. They beat Oklahoma State in overtime. Um, and then one of their two losses is to Miami and they lost by two points. So this is a team that's really competing at kind of the high major level. I know they're expected to join the big 12 pretty soon here. Um, But yeah, UCF, I think has 
kind of outperformed their expectations coming into the year. Um, part of that, I think, is because of the freshman that they have on the roster, Taylor Hendricks. Um, he was ranked kind of in the 60s in his class and um, has just played lights out early on in the season. Some people are projecting him to be a first-round pick now, being a one-and-done guy. Um, and so I think that's kind of boosted kind of the ceiling and the floor of the team and, and uh, put them on kind of the same level as some of these high majors. And so, yeah, I think Mizzou, this isn't a game that you can – afford to overlook anymore right this is a this is a team that you actually have to um you know expect like this is this challenge. is kind of a coin flip game now yeah absolutely in fact i'm, I'm looking at their ken palm page um ken palm has ucf winning this game 73 71 so um mizzou might be a slight underdog here yeah um so i know that Dennis was not particularly interested in discussing UCF yesterday. No, he was he not. He basically said, I'm not going to talk about them, um, which I'll be honest, makes our jobs a little bit difficult in previewing games when the coach is not interested in talking about them. I mean, do you have just, I, I'm not going to have pretend to pretend to have watched a lot of UCF basketball. I assume outside of last night, you haven't, I mean, do you have any sort of a feel for like what this team does well or, or, I, I mean, look, I think what they would like to do is lead every game 21 nothing, but that's not so yeah. much a style, right? I mean, yeah, right. do you have any idea kind of what type of a team this is? Um, I, I would say it's kind of similar to Wichita State in that they're um, a really defensive-oriented team. You know, they really want to kind of keep the game at a slow grit and grind pace and um really make the other team work to get an open look. And I think that was something that they did really well against Ole Miss last night was the Rebels did not have an open shot for like the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, every single shot they had was contested. And that was kind of eye-opening with UCF, right? Because that's something that, you know, Mizzou might have a little bit of issues with if they can't play at the speed that they're used to. So, um that's kind of what I took away from UCF last night. Well, and that Wichita State game is the one that kind of had given us a little bit of pause going into the Kansas matchup because mm -hmm. right? that was the only team we'd seen get Missouri into a half-court game. And, right. like, until they prove they can win a game like that, I, I'm not sure they can win a game like that. So this almost seems to me like one that, hey, if UCF can play it in the 60s, maybe the low 70s, that's that's got to be advantage UCF. I I until I see differently, I think Missouri's got to get games into the eighties to win. them. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think we saw in the Kansas game too, um, Mizzou isn't as efficient on offense when they're stuck playing in the half court, like right? structured. Right? Yes. Right. When you have to, you know, really work through the 32nd shot clock to get to your, you know, your spot. Um, and so, that's something that Wichita State kind of did a good job of at times against Mizzou. Um, and it's something that, you know, UCF did a really good job of against Ole Miss last night. And so I think this is going to be kind of a clashing of the styles, right? Because Mizzou's going to want to play fast and it's going to come down to whether UCF will allow them or whether UCF will be able to slow the game down. Now, I'm going to do you all a public service here. Don't say I never did anything for you. 
This game is on something called Bally Sports. Mm -hmm. It is basically the equivalent of the old Fox Regional Sports Network. It is on Bally Sports Florida, but I believe it will be on Bally Sports Midwest and Bally Sports Georgia and whatever other ones there are. Now, Bally Sports has this thing with, with streaming only. Like, I haven't watched a Kansas City Royals game for two and a half years because I can't get Bally. I now can, but I have to pay $20 a month. And frankly, their programming is not worth $20 a month to be. So it is going to be tough for some of you to watch this game. You might be listening to Mike Kelly and Chris Trevino. I know at 1055 on Saturday morning, our message board is going to be, oh my God, what channel is the game on on my TV? I don't know what channel Bally is on your TV, but it is Bally. Find that if you want to watch this game on Saturday. After Saturday, I think most games should be fairly accessible. But kind of just last thing specifically about the UCF game, Drew, this suddenly to me becomes like a, a – this is a barometer game for me. Like yeah. This, this type of game is the difference between, okay, can we talk about a team that is – maybe going to overachieve what a lot of national people think. Cause, cause if you go down and lose this game and you're staring at, you know, Illinois, Kentucky, Arkansas, then mm -hmm. I think we start talking about really a team that's just fighting to keep its head above water. I mean, this is a big swing game in this season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I completely agree with that. UCF, I think, um, you know, and, and coming into the season, I don't think we necessarily saw this as that type of game. I, I think we knew that they needed to win that game going into um, Illinois, Kentucky, Arkansas. Yeah, right. But I thought we – I thought think, it might be a little easier. Right. And so, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot more pressure on this game than there was before. And I think the team realizes that too. Um so it'll it'll be. I mean, I mean, because if we're being honest, like you listed off those wins UCF has, UCF right now has done more than Missouri has. Like they've got a better quote unquote resume, whatever. And I don't think Ole Miss, Oklahoma State, like those are not blow you away wins. But it's it's more than Missouri's got so far. Yeah, and and it's like we said on Saturday too. You know, uh, the losses, the loss to Kansas, and a loss to Kentucky, Illinois, Arkansas. You know, that that doesn't mean you're not a tournament team. It just means you're not in the top fifteen or whatever, right? So the Lost question is, UCF probably does. The question is, how far outside the top fifteen are you? And I think this is a game that will tell you how far out you are. And, and we did kind of joke last night. I saw a thing on Twitter that Trey Gomillion said that Missouri doesn't acknowledge losses. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's not a thing. They just look at it as opportunities to get better. And, and, and I believe you said the selection committee acknowledges <laughs> losses. So, <laughs> so that is going to be a thing. Um, before we get to a couple of the questions and do want to invite you guys, hey, if you got questions, football, basketball, whatever you want to talk about, feel free to, to toss them in there and we'll get to them. But I, I warned you, Drew, before this, like, UCF is like it's the football program has come on the last few years, but mm -hmm. I don't really know much of any. I, I mean, I know this about UCF basketball. It is coached by Johnny Dawkins. Now, Johnny Dawkins is the first great college basketball player I remember. Like he was at Duke in the mid 80s when Duke rose to prominence and and he was their star. He was an All-American as a player. It was he was the first guy I remember. I can name exactly one person who has ever played basketball for UCF. Can you name more than that? Um, the only one that comes to mind is Taco Fall. 
That's it's the, the only one, one I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he is not playing this weekend. Seven five, seven six, somewhere yeah. in that range. I think yeah. he was went on to yeah, play for the Celtics. Yeah, not not sure if he's still in the league. I have not followed Tacos. He's not. Missouri he's not. Missouri did play against him. He played at Missouri Arena a few years ago. Um, but yeah, like, I was thinking, I was like, even a lot of these small schools that they play, like I've heard of them. I can name a guy. I literally cannot name an, another single UCF basketball alum. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. Okay. And it can't be a guy on this team. But you guys put in the comments, you throw in the comments, the most notable UCF basketball player you know, the first person who can come up with a former UCF basketball player and is accurate, I'm going to give you a $50 gift card to Billiards on Ooh. Broadway we've got so i'll have to uh i'll have to direct message you or find a way to get in touch with you um to to get you that card so uh yeah feel free to to throw all the uh throw throw the former ucf basketball players in and honestly i'm gonna have to go google to find out if anybody's right yeah but no no cheating y'all no cheating i mean i don't care if you cheat whatever i should have come more prepared than gabe i would have well, you can't win it. Oh, you are not eligible. That's not how this works. I'm trying to trying to get people to 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 uh, participate here, and you already you're mandated to participate. That's um, understandable. Right. So, Kyle asks, do you expect this style to be what Dennis Gates always uses? Read an article earlier this week about a recruit saying Coach Gates wants to have the tallest team in the country. Like, is the way this team plays indicative of what? we think Dennis Gates wants to do or is he do is he playing a style because this is what he's got yeah I've gotten that question before and I think uh, at this point I think it's honestly kind of how he wants to play um, I agree I think he really likes to play at the pace that they are, you know, and getting up and down the floor, scoring a lot of points um, I obviously I think they could do it with taller players, right? You don't necessarily want Aiden Shaw to be the tallest guy in the rotation. But, um, you know, I think that's kind of what he's looking for, at least scheme-wise. This is kind of what it's going to be. Okay, I do want to say, Dave Aspe, uh said B.J. Taylor. Google confirms that a kid named B.J. Taylor played oh. basketball for UCF. Congrats so, to Dave. What Way to go, Dave. I tell you what. Dave, you shoot me an email at powermazoo at gmail.com. We'll confirm that you are who you say you are, and I will mail you out a Billiards on Broadway $50 gift card tomorrow that you can use the next time you're in Columbia. B.J. Taylor, I believe, played against Missouri the last time these two teams played. I I don't know if he was any good. I I don't know anything about him. (laughs) I don't either. Well, well done, Dave. I would be interested to know if you like just knew that or or if you used Google for it. But um, back to uh, no, I think I think this is indicative of the style Dennis wants to play. Now, I think he'll have rosters in the future that maybe fit it a little bit better. Yeah, right? he just he went out and I, I think he got the guys that that he could find um, that that fit it pretty well. But you know when he has a year, two years to put together a roster, I think it'll probably look a little bit different. Yeah. And I think that's also kind of why he brought in so many of his guys from Cleveland state is because he wanted to run the same stuff. And so, um, yeah, I agree. I think 
the length too, you know, talking about the tallest team in the country, like this is a scheme that can work with that, especially if you get guys who can, um, you know, don't have to move their feet as much to steal the ball, right? They can just kind of yeah. reach an arm out like that. Right. right. Uh, good Good point by uh, Chiefs lover. One of Michael Jordan's sons did play basketball. At oh. Uh, I can't remember which one. But uh, <laughs> Greg, Greg Shackelford says Aubrey Dawkins played for him. I that might be right. Johnny Dawkins' kid, I think. Uh, Dan is more along my lines. Looked up their Hall of Fame, thinking I could lie about knowing someone in their history, and I've never heard of any of these people. That's where I'm at, man. Like, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google real quick. Drew, do you think how many NCAA tournaments do you think UCF has made? In its history. In its history? I, I don't know the answer to this. I, I don't know. either. I'll say in its history, I'll, I'll go seven. Seven's a lucky number. Okay, let's see. Uh, they have made, well, apparently they were a Division Two team. They made the D2 tournament in 76, 77, 78, 80, 81, oh. 82. They appear to have, oh, Division One tournament, 94, 96, 04, 05, and 19. So five, five. NCAA tournaments. They have won one NCAA tournament game, 73-58 over VCU, and then lost 77-76 to number one seed Duke in the 2019-18 tournament. So that, that was the Zion going. versus Taco matchup. There you go. I bet you guys did not expect a UCF basketball history lesson when you uh, when you logged on here. But um, we, we aim to give you a full-service deal. So, uh, all right, so UCF, then Kentucky – or Illinois, Kentucky, Arkansas. What's successful here? Um, I, I think like we talked about, you're still just trying to get one win out of those three. Um, you know, I, and even like if you don't come out with a win, I, I think if you look more competitive than you did against Kansas, I think that at least is a win, you know, because it, it shows that, you know, you are somewhat on the same level as, as some of these better teams in the country, right? Because... Kansas, you know, kind of showed that maybe they're not right now. At least not on that day. Yeah, not on that day. Um, Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I don't think one and three is like crushing. I don't think it's unexpected. You do want to be competitive in at least a couple of those games. So, like, you don't want to be sitting 10 and four with like four 24 point losses. That's right. That's not going to leave anybody feeling good. But I remember looking at their schedule before the season and saying, I could see them being nine and oh, and then like 11 and eight, you know, mm-hmm. like it gets tough in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And the SEC is a good conference too. Like I know they're good in football, but they're really good in basketball too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and it's gotten a lot better. I mean, you know, look, I, I think coming into this, everybody knew about Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee coming into the season. Auburn's been maybe a little bit less than we expected, but Alabama has certainly been better than we yeah. expected and maybe is now in that top four. And Not off Auburn. the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do have, I did see earlier one football question I want to get to. Danny says, would you rather have the full 2022 regular season roster for the bowl game or one with future players like Sam Horn and Mackay Miller? Look, I think it's important Missouri tries to go win this game. Seven and six is better than six and seven. Fans, fans want to win. Like you don't. I, I mean, I guess your best win so far this year is 
I guess South Carolina. South Carolina was a good win. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is a, a decent win. This would give you another win over a Power Five program. It would it would boost Eli Drinkwitz over five hundred for the first time. I think they need to win this game. Like I, I'm not sure that giving guys like Sam Horn and Makai Miller just a chance is is going to make a big difference in the 2023 season. So I think they need to to go win this football game uh, above and beyond everything else. All right, so. Uh, bre- uh, broke breakfast. We'll we'll finish off with a little bit of fun here. He wants to know which SEC mascot would win in a battle royal. So I like things like this. Um, I mean, there's so many Great tigers. Question. There's so many tigers, but LSU has the live tiger. So L- Mike the tiger would kick Truman's ass. Would kick that little um, Auburn tiger's ass. Um, but like, I think the underrated one here is. Like Alabama, I yeah. Mean, can anybody beat an elephant? That's a good question. Maybe okay, but it's it's a battle royal, right? So we've got everybody in. Oh, everybody's in the at the, the, same at the same time. Yeah, so okay. I think potentially everybody gangs up on the elephant to start off. Um, Commodore. So everybody becomes like Auburn's friend and says, okay, let's eliminate the elephant first. Right. And that happens in like the Royal Rumble too. Like you see the big guy, everybody knows like, okay, we got to get him out for us normal folks to stand a chance. Um, Mike the Tiger is a, is a pretty good answer. I'm trying to think of who else is, what other mascot during the SEC like right now. If, if Auburn gets to use the eagle that's kind of hard to catch, but I don't think the Eagle ultimately can like peck eyes out enough to win. Um, Breakfast King likes the Commodore because he has opposable thumbs. So here's also mm-hmm. what is AM's mascot? Is like it is is a member of the Corps of Cadets or is it going with the collie that's on the sidelines of the football? Yeah, because um, if it's the collie, they have no chance. Well, and an, and an Aggie like that makes me think it's a farmer. So. Right. Uh, and, and well, you know, like farmers, they're kind of strong too. Like they're just kind of, there's something about country folk that are just naturally strong. Um, right. But no, I think we got to put Revelay in there in the ring. Okay. That, that's their mascot, Revelay. The, yeah. The, so they're the not winning. No, they're not winning. Um, I don't think Mississippi Greg, State, the Bulldogs, no chance no. there. Georgia's no chance. Uh, Greg says Tony the Land Shark. But to me, Old Miss's mascot is the Rebel. Now, look, if Colonel Reb gets to be in this, I mean, if he's got a gun, he's winning. Absolutely. If he is armed, he's 100% winning. He would just shoot everyone else. Yeah, very true. Good point. Um, South Carolina, the Gamecocks. Um, yeah, the chicken is. I mean, they scare me, but they're not going to win. I'm, well, they, they could tear, you know, the little talents that they got. Tear uh, Danny up. wants to know if Tennessee gets one volunteer or the entire <laughs> army. Um, I, my answer is if weapons are involved, Ole Miss, if no weapons are allowed, I still go with the elephant. I think they're just trampled. Yeah. I, I think I'm. What, what, about, what about the gator, though? No, gator gator's no? too low to the ground, Gabe. It's tough to. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I think I think we could see a gator versus elephant like the last two standing. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. I I guess that's. No, I think the rebel got it. Honestly, if if the rebels got a weapon in there. Yeah. I think now they, they now in a couple of years this could be a different conversation. Like I w- I don't think I would dick with the Longhorn, man. 
Yeah, um, I don't know what a sooner is, but um, <laughs> you know, sooner sooner just drives the covered wagon around, <laughs> and sometimes it tips over on its own. That's true. So, so yeah, oh no, um, shouts to to Mike Leach because I think that's where kind of this question stemmed yes. from because he he got asked yeah. about you know the Pac-12 mascots, but um, rest in peace, Mike Leach, great guy. Um, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I wish you, I wish I would have got him on this podcast at some point. It would have been way better than like me talking. <laughs> <laughs> but like, those are the, those are the type, I, I always kind of wondered, like, I think I would have liked to cover Leech, but I think also sometimes I would have hated it. Cause then I would have been like, hang on, I got to write a story about this football game. And all we did was talk about which SEC mascot was going to win in a fight. <laughs> and now I got no information. Right. <laughs> it, would have, it would have been fun though to cover him i think um at least it would never be boring like that's the main thing oh yeah is yeah. you would never ever be boring talking to mike leach maybe that's what we got to do like the big thing i've heard about mike leach is like look he didn't really want to talk about football he found that boring so maybe that's gates's thing maybe he's telling you i don't want to talk about the team we're going to play next i want you to ask me like what my favorite thanksgiving side is or something like that Mm. I don't think I don't get that feeling. He, no. he did get asked by Kobe Brown, who has the biggest shoulders on the team a couple weeks ago. Well, that's a weird question. Um, and he 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 gave the most like coach speak answer. He said, well, everyone has shoulders on this team because the players are the ones who carry us. Well, that that sounds like a planted <laughs> question. I think, I think Kobe was instructed to ask that. <laughs> Anyway, it, it feels to me like we have reached the end of the line of worthwhile things to discuss. Um, I, I could be wrong. I don't know. Anything else? Uh, um, did I miss anything? No, I think that's all I have on Mizzou and UCF this week. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's that's about all of it. So, once again, Bally's. Find it on your TV. Yeah, don't I can't tell you what channel it's on. Don't, I don't comment know. on the message board. You know, I have oh, a digital antenna hooked up to happen. my forty-inch box RCA. How do I watch this commercial at, free? At, at ten thirty on Saturday morning, there are going to be twenty-seven threads on our message board, all asking how to watch the game. I promise you, <laughs> this is your official baptism into the message board. So, and I expect you to answer all of that. Oh, thanks. Perfect. So uh, <laughs> do do want to remind you guys that uh, that our shows are brought to you uh, throughout basketball season, actually, by James Carlton State Farm Insurance. We uh, look at, as I've said, we try to we try to partner with people whose products we use and who we can vouch for. Uh, James is, is Drew's insurance agent. And um, I've talked to J James quite a few times and a great guy. He's going to work with you, do everything he can. If you get in touch with him again, 314-961-4800 is the phone number. Carltoninsurance.net is the internet address. James is a huge Mizzou fan. He's a supporter of Power Mizzou. You guys have a lot in common. If you're if you've spent 29 minutes listening to us talk about UCF basketball and SEC mascot fights, like you're big Missouri fans. So is James. He wants to help Mizzou out. He wants to help you guys help Mizzou out. So if you call him or if you email him, go on the internet, whatever, get a, an insurance quote from him. He is going to donate $20 to Mizzou's NIL collective on behalf of everybody to whom he gives a quote and who tells him that they heard about him on Power Mizzou. So appreciate you guys doing that. Um, Drew, thanks for 
for hanging out, man. Uh, you've got about, I don't know, about 42 hours to figure out how to watch the game on Saturday. So best <laughs> of luck in that endeavor. <laughs> Wish me luck. Thank you. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back on regular schedule next week. Uh, we'll Sean Williams on Tuesday doing the recruiting show on Wednesday. We'll probably talk a little bit with Drew and then bring Gerard in to uh, preview the football, the Gasparilla Bowl as well. So we'll catch up you, with you then. Thanks for hanging out.